I salute you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Open your Bibles, please, for an opening passage of Scripture to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. I'd like to read to you the first verse of this chapter, and I believe it will serve our interests in our study today in this morning assembly from the 10th chapter of Romans. Proverbs 16 and verse 1. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. If you can call going without sleep in the middle of the night a blessing, I was blessed in the middle of the night last night. As the Lord teased me as to whether I wanted to spend the whole day on this one verse or whether I wanted to continue in Romans 10 or not. And I don't mean teasing in any disrespectful way to him, but one to my poor little mind that wants to do exactly what he's given me. We're going to continue in Romans 10, but I'm not going to get to Romans 10 without spending a couple minutes right now with you looking at this wonderful text. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. If your heart wants to be here this morning, it's from the Lord. If your heart is very eager this morning and convicted about sin, and greatly hungering and thirsting after righteousness, it's from the Lord. Men think and speak freely, meaning that they're not coerced or forced by external pressure. Because there doesn't need to be external compulsion in a man's heart. He's got all the compulsion there that he needs for everything foolish and wicked and never anything righteous or good. And so, though men think and speak freely without compulsion, the Lord Jehovah sovereignly rules for His glory and His purposes. Some of our fathers in the faith years ago, known for their vocabulary, superior to ours and their conciseness at times, said, man proposes, God disposes. Man proposes what he's going to do, and God disposes what gets done. The wickedness that's in the hearts of some men, none of it ever gets to the surface, except what God allows. Psalm 76 and verse 10 tells us, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder of wrath thou shalt restrain. The world would be a far more wicked place than it is if it wasn't for the God of heaven. The world blames God for the wickedness that's here. And they say, how can there be a God in heaven since there's so much wickedness? We say, there must be a God in heaven because knowing my heart, this place would be far more wicked than it is. What a different philosophy and worldview we have than those in the world that do not know our God. No man can or will think and speak wisely without God's grace. And no man's thoughts and no man's speech ever surprise or disappoint the all-disposing will 
of our omniscient and omnipotent creator. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. I praise God and I thank him through Jesus Christ, my Lord, for changing my heart and putting a song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, as David described in the 40th Psalm. He changed my heart. My heart is wild. It's full of darkness and anger, lust, pride. And he changed so much of it, and I thank him for it. And he's given, he's given me a new heart. And the only reason that you don't see the new heart in its full entirety all the time is because it's still attached to me. Because from him it was perfect. It's created in righteousness and true holiness according to Ephesians 4 and 24. No man has ever made a choice in his heart or uttered a word with his lips that was not directed and ruled altogether by the Most High. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. I thank God that I can be memorizing Acts 16 this summer along with some of you that are or should be. And I get to read about Lydia who got up one Sabbath morning and went out of the city of Philippi, which was a colony and a chief part of that province, and went out to a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And the Apostle Paul and Luke and the others came out and sat down there and spoke to the women that resorted thither. And it says, The Lord opened her heart, and she attended unto the things that were spoken of Paul. And then she and her household were baptized. And then she said, If you have found me to be faithful to the Lord, come and abide in my house. What a changed seller of purple from the city of Thyatira. For the Lord opened her heart. She heard what Paul was preaching that was rejected by most that ever heard him. And then she opened her lips and said, Listen, if I have any faithfulness in me, I want the whole company of preachers staying in my house as long as you're in Philippi. Who did that? It is the Lord and He alone. Man has no glory of His own. And I love Him and I thank Him. And I pray that we would be blessed with the answer to the song that we sing, Take my heart and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. He's able to do further work this day on our hearts. And let's ask Him to do so. But if you have a heart for the Lord this morning, it's because the Lord gave it to you. Consider the heart. Men think it is their sacred possession that God cannot touch. But the Bible declares otherwise. Solomon wrote a few chapters after this in the first verse of chapter 21. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever he will. He can turn a king's heart like Pharaoh's heart to say, who is the Lord? The greatest king on earth. God hardened his heart. How does God harden a man's heart? He just withdraws every good, positive blessing and influence on it and lets it become what it is by nature. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him? Are those famous last words? Did he meet the Lord? He met the Lord when the 
wheels came off his chariot in the middle of the Red Sea, and the water came back together and drowned him. But then I read about Cyrus, the great king of the Persians. Did the Lord do something to his heart? I, Cyrus, make a decree that all of God's people in my reign, from India to Ethiopia, that want to return to Jerusalem and build a city unto the Lord, he alone is God, go and I'll pay for it. Cyrus the Persian, what a, what a glorious God. Now those are the greatest hearts in the world. Those are the hearts of kings. Those are the hearts of men who determine the destinies of nations from a natural standpoint, but the Lord determines their hearts. So he determines the destiny of nations. God prepared good in the hearts of Israel, Cyrus, Darius, Nehemiah, the psalmist. And brethren, if you're able to say that Jesus Christ is Lord and mean it sincerely, you're doing it by the power of the Holy Spirit. No man can say that Jesus is Lord and mean it but by the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 3. Consider your tongue. Men think their lips and their tongues are their own, but that's not what the Lord says. Here's how he mocks them in Psalm 12 and verse 4. The wicked have said, with our tongue will we prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Does that sound familiar to you, to Pharaoh? Who is the Lord? Who is Lord over us? This is mine. No, it isn't. If God wants you to confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you will. And if God doesn't purpose for you to confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you won't. And it's all of grace. Because it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Men think their lips and their tongues are their own, but that's not what the Lord tells us. Even Balaam's dumb ass answered from the Lord. And that dumb ass is what Peter calls him in Second Peter chapter 2, that mode of transportation of the foolish prophet. And then when that prophet opened his lips, not learning a lesson from his ass speaking to him, and tried to curse Israel, what did he do? He blessed Israel because the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. When Caiaphas thought he was conspiring, he was rather prophesying in John chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. No man has ever called on the Lord Jesus Christ's name for salvation without God first creating in his heart a heart that would desire to do such a thing and then putting in his lips the actual words to say it. Thank you, Lord. Without the resurrecting power of His quickening grace, you and I would still hate the Lord Jesus Christ, and to our dying breath we'd curse His name if it wasn't for His grace. Shall we slothfully wait for Him to work in our hearts this morning? God forbid. That's the wicked doctrine of fatalists. We can stir up our hearts and we can choose to enlarge them and we can set the affection of our hearts where they belong. If we're born again children of God and we make that assumption for the majority of this congregation, God's already worked in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure and we with fear and trembling should work it out. And let's work it out this morning as He's worked it in us. 
Let's pray for him to do further preparations in our heart toward him as David prayed in a number of the Psalms. Here's my heart, O take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. And thank you, Lord, for preparing our hearts and putting a song in our tongues, even praise unto our God. Let us pray. Holy Father, blessed God, Abba, Father, thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to bear witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God and that we would cry, Abba, Father. We thank thee, Lord, that before the foundation of the world, you chose us in Christ Jesus, the Lord, to be your children. In the fullness of time you sent him to die on the cross made of a woman and made under the law to redeem them that were cursed under the law. Heavenly Father, we thank thee beyond that, that sometime after our conception, you created us again. We were born again. We were regenerated. We were quickened into spiritual life. And so there was a great preparatory work done in our hearts that we would be then have a heart that loves Thee and Thy Word and Thy Kingdom. And Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that You have put it in our tongues to sing praise unto Thee. And we're about to do so. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that You will hear us and be pleased with our worship this day. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us, Heavenly Father, that you have prepared our hearts. You've given us a new man, created in righteousness and true holiness. And yet we still, like dogs, return to our vomit. And like pigs, to our wallowing. The time past of our lives should have fully satisfied us in the foolishness of our sins. Heavenly Father, bless us now in this hour. Take away every thought, every concern, every worry, every detail that troubles the Word of God and would cumber us down like it did Martha and let us sit at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and hear His Word like Mary did. Our Father, we pray that You'd be with Your congregations in every place, known and unknown to us and mostly unknown, that You would bless their men of God, that they would preach the Word of God boldly this day and that You would prepare their hearts and their tongues as well as ours. We thank Thee for our nation and we pray that You'll preserve it. Not that it could be some superpower in the earth that it thinks itself to be, but that it would still be a haven for the people of God to preach and worship Thee without fear. We thank Thee for those liberties and we pray that we might use them wisely and zealously. Father, again I say, forgive us our sins through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood for us and restore unto us that perfect fellowship that we desire to have with Thee and should have with Thee. And, O Lord, continue to prepare our hearts this day and put an answer in our tongues of glory to Thee and of thanksgiving for our great salvation. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for the hope of eternal life. We thank Thee for the forgiveness of sins. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for the church of the Lord Jesus. We thank Thee for the Word of God that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. 
We thank thee for beautiful feet that have come our way in our lives to preach the good news and the glad tidings of the gospel of Christ. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that when we hear that word, it's already been engrafted in us and we're able to respond to it and embrace it. Because if you hadn't prepared our hearts and put an answer in our tongue, our tongues would say, no, we will not have this man to reign over us. But instead we say this morning, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And so we commit this assembly into thy hands. Holy Father, bless us in Jesus' name, to whom belongs all praise and glory, dominion and power, now and forever. Amen.